Hey, and welcome to the Pathway Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here to join us. We hope that this podcast inspires you to live life both for God and your city. Make sure to subscribe to stay up to date with all of our most recent episodes. And remember to leave us a five-star rating. Enjoy the message. Good morning, Pathway. Sure do love you guys. Thank you. I love you back. I love you. I love to say I love you, and I love to mean it. I love being around people that have the love of God in them. And there's way too little, there's too little time for the Christians to be all sour pussed up, looking like we've been sucking on a bowl full of lemons. Man, the, the joy of the Lord is our strength, right? Is he not good? Man, he's so good. And um, I can say I love you because Jesus first loved me. You pull the love of God out of the world and it's a different place altogether, truly. Um, bow your heads with me. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for what you're doing in our lives and Lord in Pathway Church. Father, I acknowledge what you've been doing in our services today. Lord, thank you for the presence of God moving and functioning in us. Lord, I pray that you truly would let your word come alive in our life that you, Lord, you would exchange a spirit of heaviness. Father, and give us garments of praise. And Lord, I pray that you would lift each person here today. Father, by your presence, renew our minds, renew our hearts today. We'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, somebody give God one more hand clap of praise. Today, I want to kick off this message series we're calling Pursue by inviting you to pursue a good life. Good life. Anybody want a good life? That's a good one to say amen to, right? Uh, I want to remember that message. We were talking about taking the mountain, mediocre, mean the middle of the rock. You don't go all the way to the top. You want to go to the top. You get about halfway up. You said, this is good enough. Middle of the rock is good enough. Mediocre, meaning middle of the rock. Pathway Church, we are not middle of the rock kind of people, right? We're mountaintop people. And we, in that journey, in that journey, it takes, it takes work to get to the top of the mountain. But as we go, we go in the joy and the love of God. And we are pursuing something today. And that something is a good life. Jesus said... I have come that you might have life and have life more abundantly, right? So that's what I'm talking about really is is an abundant life uh, today. But there's a lot of things that are really fighting against our desire to have a good life. Anybody been through some battles in your life? You got some, anybody have some scars that you can, some stories? I got some, I got a scar here. I got scars. All of my knees are all busted up. I got some stories to go with them. I've had people steal my cars. I had one time, when my, I was in my early 20s, somebody tried to steal my car while I was in it. And I didn't realize, you know, just I didn't realize it until I drove off and I realized what was going on. One time I had somebody steal uh, my bicycle while I was on it. And I was right across from the police department, so I didn't have to win. I just had to hold on long enough. There's a fight out there everywhere. Somebody's trying to say, the, the devil's not going to steal our joy. And he's not going to stop what God is doing inside of us. You know, sometimes these things that battle against us, they're spiritual things. Sometimes they're physical things, Um, a a diagnosis, a financial challenge, 
Um, and, and sometimes it's like, have you noticed, sometimes the, you'll get most angry at some of the stupidest, smallest things. Like slow left lane drivers. God help us, you know. No, God help some of you. Some of you are the left lane drivers and we know it. I know some of your names. Listen, I don't, I don't generally come to this pulpit with personal drama that I'm facing. Uh, I, I, I personally don't like to be a sympathy seeker. I feel like as a leader, if you're seeking sympathy, you can't inspire people to follow you if you're always wanting somebody to bandage you up. Uh, but I'm gonna give you some drama here. Do you guys mind if I do that? I'm just gonna share a little of the Johnson family drama that we got going on and invite you to pray for your pastor today. We, we have a, uh, a squirrel that has laid claim to our house. And he has decided, or she has decided, that the subfloor of our house, between our garage, the lower level, and the second floor is now their condo. It's a bougie little squirrel uh, because they want running water in their little squirrel condo that they've got. And so they've been, this squirrel has been chewing through our water line. And about every six or seven days, I have to call one of the best plumbers that exists and have them come on out. I'm not even repairing drywall right now. I'm just like, come on out. Oh, it's probably the lines froze. I don't think so. At first we thought they were rats and I was like, oh man, that stinks, you know. But a squirrel is a rat, but just with good PR. That's, they're, the same, they're the same thing. And so this joker is up there and my pest control guy, he called Kelly and you know, once we found out it was a squirrel, I found out it was a squirrel because I heard a noise and I was like, I bet that we got one of those rats. I went down, there's a squirrel that had fallen out of one of the holes in the ceiling that in the garage it came because the water line broke and it was just laying there stunned because it took one of those rat traps that we had, it hit, it hit him, he just unbuckled the seatbelt pulled out the rat trap and walked out. He's like, I'm getting rid of this thing. And through, I think he just fell when he was throwing it out. But I was going to an appointment. I was late. I took one of those, you know, those big plastic bins you get at Home Depot for like Christmas decorations, store everything. I took one of those, I threw it down on him. He's like, he's not going to get away. I'll get back. I'll deal with it. No, I came back and that joker, I thought had bicep curled this big container and rolled on out. No, I look, he, chewed straight through this really thick plastic in just a short amount of time. And I'm like, no, it's on. Your pastor has gone full Caddyshack. I'm, I, am, I am so in, I am so in. Yesterday, yesterday, I was down at, or Friday, I was at Tractor Supply. I bought every single squirrel trap that you could buy in the whole place. I walked out, one of them's called the Squirrelinator. And I, I walked out, I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this sucker down. If I have to dynamite this house, we're getting this joker out of here. I just wanna to say to our plumber who attends a church, you better tithe, that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that little joker has robbed sleep from me. I don't even wanna talk about how much money he's got, cost us. I haven't even got into the drywall yet. And on top of that, of all the things I could be focused on in life, I am scheming and plotting how to get this squirrel. Man, I'm planting payday candy bars all over the place. I'm like, I'm gonna give them some nuts and a little nougat too, you know, you get to get them out of my, it's terrible. And my mind is like, has, 
has drifted from all these things. It just isn't that how life is. Like there are things that you want to do, dreams that you have, and some little nuisance, some little annoyance has captivated your attention. And so that all you can see in life is that thing that's right in front of your face. Don't, don't miss the big picture. Did you know if you, anybody have a nickel in, or a quarter in your pocket? Anybody have anything like that? Pull it out and hold it up. When you go outside today, you can block out the entire sun with a little penny. It's hard to pursue the destiny that God has for us when we're obsessed over something somebody did to us in our past. When we're obsessed with something that's going on. Listen, we're a church that believes in healing. We believe that God can heal anyone, anytime, anywhere, anyplace. But did you know every single person that has ever been healed has still died, except for, you know, like Enoch and, and Jesus. You know, Lazarus was raised from the dead, but they had to bury that joker twice. Don't let your lifespan, don't let your disappointments, don't let your senses of entitlement distract you from walking in the good life that God has called you to walk in. Paul, the apostle, he speaks to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter six and gives him some, some parting words. Timothy was his young protege and Paul was nearing the end of his ministry. And you know, as you go through different seasons in your life, the way you view life changes. You know, in my teenage years, in my 20s, and even in my 30s, really kind of came to an end right around 30. I wasn't afraid of anything. I would go anywhere. I would do anything. I would try anything. I'd jump off of anything because I wasn't concerned about, you know, I just felt invincible. But then when I had kids, have you noticed that you, things change? And now as, uh, you know, in June, I'll hit 50 years old. It, things, I heard that. <laughs> if I identify who did that, is somebody. Your perspective and your posture changes. And the things that are important change. I just want to ask you to look up over the drama of life and keep your eye fixed on the prize and don't let anything stop you from possessing that prize. I know that as we get down to the end of life, the most important things really begin to crystallize. And for most people, I think they'll think, I wish I had understood this sooner. I just want to encourage you, Pathway Church, just skip all the drama and get right to the focus. Is that God has a good life for you. It, it's, it's not the American dream. It's not the things that you can get. It's the calling of God on your life. It's an abundant life. Am I asking you to take a vow of poverty? No, absolutely not. Am I asking you not to be ambitious? Absolutely not. Don't ever, you, ambition is not a bad word. The Lord tells us, scripture tells us that whatever you find to do, do with all your heart and do as unto the Lord. Hey, to, to our teachers, be the best teacher you can be. To our doctors, be the best doctors 
you can be. To our business leaders, build the best business that you can be. To our, to our academics, be as smart as you can be and take complicated things and make them simple for us. Don't take simple things and make them complicated. Be incredible with whatever it is God gave you. If God gave you the ability to create wealth, make more wealth. Just remember who your God is. If you have the, a gift of hospitality, be the most hospitable person for the glory of God. You hear what I'm saying? Pursue a good life. Paul is telling Timothy. Paul is saying, I'm nearing my run, the end of my run, Timothy, and let me tell you to do these things. Here's what he, here's what he asked him to go do. Go with me to 1 Timothy chapter 6. We're going to start here in verse 11. This is going to be the basis for this message series. Don't miss any of this message series. For some people here, this word will change the trajectory of your life. It's one of the most important words that you will find in the scriptures. As we read this, I want you to understand that God wants all of his creation to pursue and possess an abundant life. But if you want to have an abundant life, you need to order your life really with a kingdom mentality. You can order your life for anything. I'm asking you, don't order your life for it, through any other filter than through a kingdom of God filter. Paul says, 1 Timothy 6, verse 11. He was instructing Timothy about some of the problems that were going on in the church and some problems that were going on in the culture and they were rough. And then listen to what Paul says. He says, but you, Timothy, but you, Timothy, are a man of God. Turn to your neighbor right now and say, hello, man of God. Hello, woman of God. But you, but you are a man of God. Hey, wait a second. Why are you acting like that? You better remember who you are. You called one, you chosen one, you royal priesthood, you holy nation. Those of you who have been called out of darkness and into marvelous light. Who am I talking to today? Say that again. Who am I talking to today? But you, O woman of God, but you, O man of God, you better remember who you are. Or in the words of Honey Boo Boo, you better read recognize. <laughs> Right, I mean, you better pay attention, pay attention, don't, what are you walking like that for? Why are you talking like that? You are a child of the most high God, right? And sometimes you just gotta remind yourself who you are. You know, life has a way of pressing you down. Jesus has a way of lifting you up. We need less of the world, more of Jesus. The more Jesus we get, the less the pressure of the world is gonna impact our life. He says, but you, Timothy, you're a man of God. So run from all these evil things. Pursue, then this verse is important. I'm gonna give you these things. This is actually at the end of your notes. These little points here comes from this verse. You, Timothy, pursue righteousness and godly life along with faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. And I love how he says, be gentle. And then the next words, he says, fight. <laughs> fight the good, fight of faith. I think the last thing the church needs is a bunch of weak, passive people. Enough with the passivity. We've got, we've got a lot of child-directed parents, a lot of culture-directed children. We've got a, a lot of unled, unfathered, unmothered people going around in this world listening to whatever the culture is dripping at. Listen, you fight the good fight of faith. But Timothy, with gentleness, with gentleness. 
You know what? A big dog doesn't have to bark real loud. Boy, the people that are yapping all the time, those are the little, the little hot dogs. You know, those are the, those are the no, no offense to anybody has one of those dogs you put in your purse. You know? Listen, Timothy, you better remember who you are. You're a big dog. Turn to your neighbor right now and say, woof. Big, remember who you are, fight, be gentle. Woof, woof. <laughs> fight the good fight of faith. It's a tension that we're in. We are warriors. But we are not tired lieutenants. You know, tired lieutenants, those are, the, those are the warriors that have never seen a victory and they can just tell you all the reasons why things aren't gonna work. There's plenty of tired lieutenants in this world. That's not who, is, who we are. We are more than conquerors. We are overcomers in Christ Jesus. There is no doubt how the outcome is. The only thing that's in doubt is how are we gonna walk through the battle? If you have to be drugged through the battle all the way to the end and it's just a big mess for you the whole way, God bless you. Don't quit. You can do that. I don't want to do that. Let's not do that. There will be some among us that do that. But for those of us that are choosing to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit and to walk in victory and the joy of the Lord, lift up the heavy hands that are in this church, in your family. Lift them up. Lift up your head. Lift up. Square your shoulders. You are children of God. Fight the good of fight of faith for the good fight for the true faith. Hold tightly to eternal life to which God has called you to, which you have declared so well before many witnesses. See, Paul had to tell this to Timothy because even the greatest warriors need to be encouraged. You know, one, one of the reasons why great warriors have to be encouraged is because they're the ones carrying the load for the whole army. And you know, when there's a failure in the downline, then the upline is responsible for that failure. And, and let me just encourage you, encourage one another in the Lord. Say that with me, encourage one another in the Lord. Just one more time, let that sink down deep into you today. As you're fighting these battles, as you're trying to get your family to do what your family is supposed to do, as you fight the good fight, encourage one another in the Lord, in the Lord. That's the key. He says, and I charge you before God who gives life to all and before Christ Jesus, who gave a good testimony before Pontius Pilate that he's saying, listen, your elder brother Jesus fought the good fight. He remained faithful. Do what Jesus did. He said he did that, that you obey his commandments without wavering. Then no one can fight, find fault with you from now until our Lord Christ Jesus comes again. I could preach a whole sermon on that passage right there. For at just the right time, the Christ will be revealed from heaven. Paul's encouraging, say, hey, listen, this thing is still going. Timothy, remain faithful and true. When you're tired, remember what has been promised. Man, our family has been watching The Chosen. Has anyone seen that? Yeah, absolutely powerful. I encourage everyone to, you're doing your Bible reading, go watch The Chosen. It's absolutely powerful. It's on Netflix. You can catch that. 
watching it and see what, seeing their depiction of what John the Baptist was like is just really interesting. But when I think of people like Paul and Timothy charging Timothy to remain faithful, think of John the Baptist who John, the forerunner, the, like he, he blazed a trail before Jesus to go and make ready the coming of Christ and the ministry of Christ. Even at John the Baptist's last days when he was in prison, he asked his disciple, is Jesus really the Messiah? When you have your dark moments, be encouraged that God is faithful and true and you keep going. Paul's telling Timothy all of this. Verse 17, teach those who are rich in the world not to be proud and to trust in their money. Listen, he just goes, he goes on. He gives, continues to give more instruction here. And then he closes out the instruction by doing exactly what he says. He encourages, encourages them. He closes out in verse 21 by saying, may, may God's grace be with you all. Do everything that you can do, but at the end of the day, God's gonna help you to do this. Here are the things that you're gonna see in this passage that you need to pursue. One of the worst things you can do in life is spend your life pursuing all the wrong things. All of us will pursue the wrong things at some point in our life. All of us will battle pursuing the wrong things at every point in our life. It's a battle we will have to face until our very last breath. And so Paul says, this is what we need to pursue. Number one, pursue righteousness and a godly life. Go be amazing, but if being amazing causes you to miss out on Jesus, don't be amazing. If you have a dream and God has put you in a place, but you can't keep your testimony in that place, leave that place and go get as close to Jesus as you can be. Go get all the awesome that you can, but there's nothing more awesome than Jesus. Number two, pursue faith. Have faith in Jesus Christ. A lot of reasons to lose faith in a lot of things these days. But one one thing, one person that will never let you down is Jesus. Pursue faith. It's something you have to cultivate. It's not automatic. Um, it feels really great when you first come to know Jesus and then you face a battle. You get disappointed. You get let down by somebody. I don't know. There's a thousand different things that can happen. Get your eyes up and pursue faith. Third, pursue love. Oh, this is the greatest. Love is the greatest. I don't know what you faced this week. I don't know what you've been told this week. But I want you to know that you are loved, every single person in this place. And let me broaden that net a little bit. Every single person that has ever been in this place. Let me broaden the net a little bit more. Every single person that we've reached out to and served anywhere in the world is loved. Should we go farther? Every single person in this town is loved. Did you hear what I'm saying? Everybody. Everybody's loved. Okay. Let's go to the people that you blocked on Facebook. They're loved. 
pursue love. Some people are harder to love than others. Don't let someone being a difficult person cause you to miss out on Jesus. Figure it out. I'm not telling you you got to get along with everybody, and I'm not telling you you need to unblock anybody because God knows I've blocked some people myself. Love your neighbor and love your God. Actually, that's incomplete. Love the Lord, your God, and love your neighbor as yourself. You love yourself too. Stop looking down on yourself. Recognize who you are. Pursue that. The reason we have to pursue it, and the reason that Paul tells us that we have to pursue it is because, well, it just isn't automatic. It's just not automatic. There are some things that God will do in this altar, and then there are some things you just have to pursue. There are some things God wants to do in this altar, and you still got to pursue it. Pursue. Pursue. God wants us to pursue and possess. The possessing, God's already given it to us. He's already extended it. We have to pursue it. We have to go after it. Love. We pursue love. Now this next one. He says perseverance. Pursue perseverance. Would you just think about that for a second? He's saying persevere after perseverance. I don't like perseverance. Perseverance is tough. That, that's work. That, that is, that's work, man. Some people are like, well, I only want to do the things that make me happy. Maybe you've said that. That's crazy talk. You know what doesn't make me happy? Holding and rocking a baby that won't sleep and wants to cry at 3 a.m. That does not make me happy. Or is there any, some of you do like this. Somebody likes getting up to sleep, losing sleep. Anybody? You got a little colicky baby that's hurting and crying and they can't speak English at that age. You're like, why don't you just tell me what you want? Are you hungry? Do you need a diaper changed? Or are you just being rude? I mean, you sleep all day. When I'm awake, you could do this at noon. You know, going to the gym doesn't really make you happy. Some people it does, but you know, it's work. It's work. I want to do it. Listen, to pursue a good life, You have got to pursue some things that don't make you happy. You're going to have to endure some things that don't make you happy. There are a lot of things that don't make us happy. I don't like paying taxes. I don't like people being in my business. I took something to the dump this week and the person is taking my money said, well, why are you throwing away a grill? It's a perfectly good grill. I'm like, are you gonna take my money? Let me go throw this thing away. You know, like I had to explain, it's perfectly good. Why don't you mind your business? That's what I wanna say, mind your business. My my dad would say, mind your own beeswax. You know I mean? Like just, I just need somebody not asking me. 
oh, I just go buy grills and throw them away. <laughs> it's a pursuit. Our exchange, our walk, our resources, everything that we do requires a perseverance to get to a destination. The reason we have to persevere is because it's difficult and we don't understand it and we run out of energy and we run out of daylight or we run out of resources or we run out of nerves. We have to persevere. We have to pursue perseverance. If you don't pursue perseverance, you will never possess the good life, the abundant life that God has called us to. Do the hard things. Be challenged. Sweat. Get your feelings hurt. Put yourself out there for people that are going to abuse you and to take advantage of you. Don't quit loving people. Don't quit loving God. Let's go after this abundant life that God has called us to. I think what we have to do when our feelings are saying, I don't want to do that. Like if you want the great things, you have to beat your feelings into submission. Sometimes you have to have a conversation with yourself. And you're like, self, you are gonna do what you need to do. Or we can blame all of our stuff on some other thing or person that's not responsible at all for walking out our walk of faith in Christ Jesus. But he made me do that. Nobody made you do nothing. We choose to be on the path pursuing God or we choose to step off the path and to go rogue and then come back. And we, you know, some of us are just in a good habit of just saying, well, that was just, the devil made me do it. The devil did not make you do it. You chose to do it. You chose to do it. We, ch we chose to do it. God wants you to walk in that abundant life. He wants you to walk in freedom and victory and joy, peace in the Holy Spirit. I think that's one of the reasons I love Sunday so much because you just get to be around some other people that are pursuing. Hey, I lo love running this race with you guys. I love it. I love it. I don't get to say it to everybody because some of the people I'd like to say it have gone on since I first met them. And I wanna say, I love that I have had the privilege of running this race with some brothers and sisters and some fathers and mothers that have finished their race. I have a friend of mine that every now and then, and he, he's actually at one of our campuses, he will every now and then call me and he'll say, I don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow, but if the Lord, if the Lord chooses to take me on, I wanna just say that it has been a privilege serving God with you. And then he'll talk to the Lord and he'll say, thank you, sir for the privilege. It's just an awesome thing to hear from the heart of someone who is pursuing. To everyone who has experienced loss, loss, trauma, 
and difficulty and brokenness and you are still in the race. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, sir, for letting me run the race with you. Don't quit. Don't let me quit. Don't let your brother quit. Don't let that stranger quit. To the young man or young woman that would come and see me after church and say, hey, I'm really asking the Lord for this. Don't quit. Don't quit. You are a giant in the making. You're a giant in the making. Pursue it. Here's the reality is that we're looking, we think life is all about that destination, that finish line that we cross and we just wanna make it there. We're gonna look back and say, what a privilege it has been to run the race with you. It's not just the mountain we take, it's who we take to the mountain. It's who we're on this journey with. I just wanna tell you, I love you. Thank you, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, brothers and sisters. Be encouraged in the Lord today. You are not alone. You're the, not the only one still serving the Lord. I don't know what's going on in your family. I don't know what's going on in your mind or your heart, but you are not alone. Not only are we here, but listen, when we are not here, God is with you and he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Don't stop pursuing. Pursue gentleness and pursue staying in the fight. Be gentle, stay in the fight. There's a target on your back and the enemy wants to take you out. Oh yes, it's about you. But it's also about all those people that are watching you. Paul told Timothy, he said, listen, you, you stay faithful to these commandments so that no one can say anything about you. There are some people that are gonna be won over by your life and by your testimony. There are some people that be won over by the whole totality of your life. Be faithful every step of the way. If you're tired, find somebody to get close to that's staying in the fight. Get really good at recognizing people who are tired. Put your arm around them. Hey, why don't you go do some Burger King ministry with somebody today? Take somebody out to eat. Put some love on somebody. Burger King, no, somebody, Popeyes. Yeah, I know, I mean, it just came to my mind. It just came to my mind. I can handle a Popeye spicy chicken sandwich right about right now. <laughs> we break some bread together. Dwell together in unity. There's enough disunity in this world. Come along beside your brother and sister. They need you and you need them. Amen. Hey, go ahead and stand with me today. Over the next several weeks, I'm gonna walk through the ordering of your life to possess the promise of God for your life. And I believe that God's gonna do a good work in you. But if today you say, Pastor, I want the spirit of God to begin ministering to me in this special season, it is a new year and I'm looking for something new in my life. I'm asking for God to do something substantial in me. 
I want that good life that the Lord talked about, that abundant life. I want to walk in it. If that's you, would you just slip up your hand? You say, I just want to walk in that kind of freedom and joy. I love Jesus. Do you love Jesus? I love Jesus, but I want everything that the Lord has for me. And lift up both your hands right now, and let's just go to the Lord at all our campuses right now. Father, we just thank you for your presence with us today, your faithfulness. Lord, you offer us so much. We take so much. So many times we don't possess the actual things that you want us to possess. Help us to have our eyes on you. Lord, we're asking not only for us, but for our children, our children's children, for our neighbors, for our city, for our world. Help us, help us to learn how to do it. Help us to learn, God. Help us to grow. Meet the needs of this community. Use us. Father, touch my friends today. Touch my brothers and sisters today. Minister to them. Every head bowed, every eye closed. No one looking around, you say, Pastor, it's not just that I want abundant life. I need eternal life. I'm not saved. I know that I'm not in relationship with Jesus today. And I want to get made right right now. I want to confess my sins to the Lord. I want to repent. I want to walk in a new life, totally committed to Jesus. If that's you, just lift up your hand really high right now, just really quickly. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Some of you are still holding your hands up. So that's good. Whatever. God's going to work that thing out. Is there any, did I miss anybody? Is there anybody that wants to give their life to Jesus? Every head bowed, every eye closed. You say, Pastor, I didn't raise my hand. I want to do it right now. If that's you, go ahead and do that. Amen. Father, your people, here we are. We've come before you. We've confessed our need for you. Father, for those of us that need to start relationship with you, I pray that you would do that today, forgiving us of our sins, making us new, helping us to follow after you. And Father, for my brothers and sisters that love you a great deal, but Lord, we wanna walk in the kind of life that you've called us to do. Help us to pursue it in a way that is honoring to you. And Father, makes massive impact for our family, for the people that are around us and for us. We'll thank you for that, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We hope you've been blessed by this week's podcast. Make sure to subscribe to stay up to date with all of our most recent episodes and visit pathwaychurch.us slash give. We'll see you next week.